Steve. Oh, you're doing the podcast? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. I'm swollen and itchy. And I'm complacent. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the colonial Katajman. Katajman. Kata- I don't know where you're getting J from. Because there's a G in it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't pronounce it like that, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it. Right. Uh, right. it's, not, it's not a U. I'm not just going to get rid of it. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, how are you and your tapir friend? How am I my tapir friend? Um, what have I been up to? Um, so being the uh, the most senior member of the, the, the tripod... Um, only by number. Fir- only by only by number and general curmudgeonness. <laughs> um, I was. It was the first of my friends to reach the grand old age of forty at the weekend. Mm. So, as is tradition, every year the lads get together and have fun, and this just has basically become more and more civil as the years go on. And it was just <laughs> a, a, a pleasant uh, fishing and camping trip around a lake uh, and the barbecuing of meats and it was a delightful weekend um, Sounds it. closely followed by the Leeds the Leeds International which always seems like a weird yeah. kind of uh, counterproductive use of branding um, the Leeds International Beer Festival I guess it's an international beer festival for international uh, beers okay. in Leeds oh, so yes. makes sense. Um, which was at Kirkstall Abbey Yes. Which is where the monks used to brew beers hundreds of years ago, um, and it, that was also delightful. So it was nice. a delightful uh, weekend of drinking ale. <laughs> nice. I don't suppose whilst you were there, you saw uh, Jonty's band because I know they were playing one of the shows for the beer festival. I was on the Sunday, which I did not do my uh. basic research, and was Children's Day. Yeah. Why there are children at a beer festival, I do not know. There were no children's beers. Um, that's, so yeah, I was surrounded weird. by eight kids and no dogs. Ew, or Jonty. So, sorry, yeah. Jonty. How unfortunate for you. Um, cool. That's, it sounds like, a very, yeah, sounds like a very pleasant and civilised week. In terms of making, um, I managed to take the hideous, sporty racing alloy wheels off my Peugeot and replace them with the original alloy wheels that I found <laughs> from Lithuania. Nice. Had shipped over, stripped down, uh, sandblasted, uh, what's it called? Powder coated. Yeah. It's new set of tyres and the back on the car and it looks glorious and it's all its original OEM spec glory. Amazing. Nice. I I want to see pictures of this. Mm-hmm. Um Good stuff, man. Could you not get them anywhere? I'm guessing you couldn't get them anywhere in the UK. That's why you got from Lithuania. There's two oh, of these right. vehicles on the road in the UK. One of them I own. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so getting getting parts for it is not an easy endeavor. <laughs> I can imagine. Mm. Uh, right. Well, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I have been mostly trying to deal with the interesting desert rains i know i mentioned them a little bit last time but um for the last week or so we get these get these uh possible flash flood rains coming through so i told you guys i was working on the back area patio i built a retaining wall moved a bunch of sand around got it all prepped pipes in the ground i got a little bit of rain haven't gotten anything substantial but no issues no issues no water inside that was a big uh big win for me but Amidst all of that, I was on the Four Fifths podcast uh, and had a good chat with the lads. Nice. And it was nice to, it was genuinely nice just to talk with uh, Jan and Red. Rasmus was also there, but it was good. We had a good bit of crack. And then uh, the other thing I've been working on, which I've been pulling kind of uh, like night shifts. Because it was quite hot. Al, here's here's your weather for the last two <laughs> I weeks. I like it. Bring it on. Yeah. It has been, you know, triple digits for the last month or so. We had this big rainstorm come through because there was a hurricane and it was making the weather go all kinds of crazy. And now, 
I don't foresee any triple digits. I think it's just going to cool off. The nights are wonderful. Therefore, I've been going over to Ryan's, my buddy that I always talk about, Ryan Jobots, to work on my first Coal Ironworks video. Uh, nice. Had a lot of chats with David, and I know it took a lot longer. Um, so thanks to them for the understanding my delay. But I've been working on a gigantic fucking anchor. <laughs> and I haven't shared any photos yet because I'm not sure what the rules are with sharing because the, the video is going to go yeah. on their channel. So I'm just not showing off a lot. But I am excited uh, using those gigantic anchor chain links that I got from the boat dock in Monterey. Nice. So, yeah, I wasn't necessarily planning on a specific size of anchor, but it turns out it's a uh, heckin' big. Large. It's a heckin' big boy. <laughs> Uh, and last night I was over there, we're maybe a session or two from finishing and I'm very excited because it's just, it's just a, to use your favorite word out, it's just bunkers. It's just bunkers. How big it is. I'm excited. So yeah, lots of like, it's basically been yard work, which funny enough, one of my friends, I said that the other day, they were like, do you, can you have a yard when it's all sand? I was like, what's the other term for it? (laughs) Um, yard work working on an anchor to put in said yard and other nonsense therein. So that's it for me. Steve, nice. you've been a busy, busy boy. I mean, I say that you're jumping in water isn't exactly like hard work, but what have you been doing? Uh, so I think I, I can't remember the last episode, but I'm assuming that we talked about the fact that I was coming over to the United States. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I uh, flew over Get here. Out. I, I uh, had a really good um, uh, day of traveling because I thought it would be a really clever idea because I was getting a lift from uh, my dad to the airport. So I was like, I'll stay at mum and dad's the night before. And then slept on their sofa with three dogs. And Al, you've met the dogs. You know three. how ridiculous those dogs are. So I got two hours sleep that night because Murphy decided to spend most of the night lead on my chest. And Daisy and Bailey both decided that every 30 minutes they wanted to just come up and pant next to my head, uh, which was um, delightful. Uh, But yeah, then had a a fairly uh, uneventful um, trip, uh, except for the fact that I got stopped in every single airport I was in. Uh, I got pulled aside for a special search in Gatwick, um, just because they, they felt like giving me a special search uh then uh coming through immigration in boston uh i got pulled aside to uh by the yeah by the tsa guys because i the the person in the booth when she asked what job i had and i said blacksmith she repeated the word back to me but she didn't say blacksmith and i'm not quite sure what she said i don't think she like had ever heard the word blacksmith before um so that confused her and then she kind of asked again then she asked how long i was going to be here i was like i'm a i'm a blacksmith i'm going to be in till uh the 29th of october and um and she just kind of looked at me a bit funny and then another woman appeared and she was like yeah can you take this guy away as well uh and on a i can't remember what term she was that she used but I um yeah i then had to go into a black room where there was a bunch of other people all looking very nervous and shifty and uncomfortable and uh i got interrogated uh had my passport taken away uh my phone taken away and um and then they had to get uh chris cash's number to corroborate (laughs) the story that i'd given them to make sure that i wasn't just turning up apparently when uh when they phoned chris because she so the, the person i had the interview with tried asking me uh what it was that chris does for a living and i was like well it's kind of hard to explain. He's kind of a bit of a blacksmith, a bit of a tool trader, a bit of a tool restorer. It's a bit... And she was like, so what does he actually do? And I was like, he he restores old tools and sells he them. He takes his and boat like, out and fishes yeah. a lot. And uh, and she just kind of like looked at me a bit funny. And um, I was like, have you got his number? I was like, yeah. And handed my phone over and she goes off and phones him. And uh, apparently when she, uh, when she was asking him, she kept saying, so what kind of construction do you do? he was like I don't, I don't do construction I just kept going on like so is he going to help you when you're doing construction he was like why do you keep saying construction I do not do construction and um, and yeah but, like had a chat with, with them 
and eventually he was just like the guy's just coming like he's just left his job he's had a shit year he's just coming out for a couple months to hang out with me like what's the problem and she was like oh Oh, okay. And then, like, she went from being, like, not... I don't know if aggressive is quite the right word, but, like, very um, very stern with me uh, beforehand. And then after the conversation with Chris, she was just like, there's your passport. Just out that door, turn left, pick up your bag. There you go, on your way. La, 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 la. And I was like, oh, what? Um, so, yeah, that was, that was fun. And then flew into Baltimore. Uh, had a little bit of trouble getting the, the baggage out because they like the entire plane was going to baggage carousel 10 or whatever it was and it was actually coming out like three carousels down so we were all stood around waiting like kept asking the the guy that was working there was like yeah no they'll be out in a minute they'll be out in a minute and uh and then he was like oh no wait and looked and just there's this like everyone's bags going around and around on this other carousel with no one around it. <laughs> um, definitely not that one yeah um so yeah, uh, and then came back here, uh, got back at like, I don't know, like 11 o'clock or something, and uh, was obviously absolutely shattered. So we stayed up till like two in the morning, just shooting the shit and chatting. And it was one of those where I was kind of, I think we were sat outside chatting and um, went from being like really excited and like enjoying it and full of adrenaline. And then all of a sudden my body just went, you haven't slept in a very long time <laughs> and just instantly shut down i was like i i need to go to bed now um and yeah like since then we've uh we've just been having like fun we've been doing this thing called relaxing uh, which al i i highly recommend you try i think you'd enjoy it sounds rubbish Um, sounds stressful yeah i mean the being on the boat was a little bit stressful when uh there was some engine trouble and me and Amy were sat on the front of the boat to try and change the pitch of it. And it, it, <laughs> it was very good until Chris kind of like let off the throttle quite suddenly and the boat just did that. And the front of the boat just went under the water. It's like, ah, we'll, we'll just move down the other end of the boat now. Um, but yeah, went down the river, swam, um, had some fun. Uh, we've, um, we've actually done a little bit of work as well. Um, and we've made uh made a, like a throwing axe um which i think is going to go up for sale on chris's instagram this week at some point um but we might do a few more of them while i'm out here um today we were supposed to be doing some more vice restorations like cleaning up a couple of vices um but chris got a call uh about a very interesting um blacksmith shop that was closing down um so we sacked off doing any of the restoration stuff and went and had a look around this other shop instead, um, which was fucking ace. Um, there's, again, like, it, it's kind of Chris's business, so I can't uh, give too much away, but definitely think you should be looking at his stories in the he's next few days. He's not even at the forge, and he's still got secret corner going on. Can't talk about it. It's, it's not my place to say, is it? But uh, there's going to be some very cool stuff appearing on Chris's instagram in the next few days weeks ahead um and uh yeah it was just it was really fucking cool going around and having a look at like a it was a, a proper like um like multi-person uh ironworks sort of place like mostly gates and rails and stuff like that by the looks of it um but they had some very cool equipment there and uh and yeah it was just it was really fun and i enjoyed it and i'm enjoying myself here i'm very much looking forward to some of the events that are coming up so this weekend is um the cambria iron conference um which is at center metal arts in pennsylvania johnstown pennsylvania i think it's pennsylvania i don't know one of one of the states uh i've been to west virginia and was singing the song the entire time um but yeah uh, so we're going up there sorry i got excited because i went to a different state um and uh, I've been eaten alive by mosquitoes and horseflies. So if I'm, if you see me constantly scratching, it bit me on the neck there. It was really itchy. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about all the the stuff that's coming up. I think like yeah, the, you're gonna be. St- aren't you a featured blacksmith now, teaching something or other? 
Oh, yeah. So there's uh, there's one of the local guilds. Um, it's got an event on in two or three weeks. And uh, one of the guys from the guild was down here um, just chatting to Chris about some stuff and um, saying about this event that's on him. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you guys should come along. You should guys come along. And Chris just went, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll demo, like pointing at me. And uh, and I just thought it was like a throwaway comment. But then the next thing I know, I'm tagged in a post by them on Instagram as their uh, one of their featured demonstrators. So I'm going to be doing a demonstration at this event. Don't quite know what I'm going to be demoing because it's been quite a long time since I forged anything. Um, so yeah, I think uh, next week I'm just going to do a little bit of practice forging to try to get back into the swing of it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll be doing a demonstration there. Um, yeah, CMA is going to be really good. Then obviously there's uh, Maker Camp, which I'm super excited about. There's going to be a whole bunch of people there. Um, and obviously I'm going to be working with Brett doing the um, the have-a-go sessions and that. Um, but also just like catching up with everyone. It's, it's been really fun. Like I've, I'm like a kid in the candy shop at the moment because... Uh, with um with all the events that are coming up i keep getting like messages off people being like are you gonna be coming to this thing like yes yes i am and al you'll fucking love this best of all uh i think it's the end of the month uh chris and amy are taking me to ren fair um do you know what i mean by ren fair the uh biennial ren and stimpy festival that they have in pittsburgh (laughs) uh weirdly enough no not that one but yeah, like a Renaissance festival where everyone's Got you. dressing up in ye olde Englishy sort of thing and acting like... And apparently everyone puts on like really bad British accents and stuff as well. So there's going to be a bunch of people that think I'm just in character, <laughs> which, which I'm super looking forward to. And yeah, there's a load of bands and music and food and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I've, I've eaten so well already. Like Amy's a really good cook. And did you go to the arcade yet? No. Oh, that's okay. Not everybody gets taken to the arcade. (laughs) I understand. I mean, I'm here for two months, so I'm sure you'll go there if it's still open. I don't know if it's a fun little thing. Anyway, so what do you what do you most? I mean, I know there probably wasn't a huge game plan in terms of like we need to fill every single day while I'm over there traveling. But have have you ever been to the states outside of traveling for Jimmy's stuff? Like, had you ever been over here for anything else in the past? Oh, what is in the country? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been over a few times. Um, I've done uh, L.A., Vegas, and a couple of other places. I think. Um, I don't know that. But, I knew yeah, that. so we, I don't think I knew that. Yes, you did know. You I, you definitely knew about L.A and i'm not going to say the reason why you know on the podcast but i'll tell you later um but because uh, I, I because i was telling a story when we were sat on the thing outside of jimmy's but different thing that's <laughs> off air thing um but yeah uh yeah so i've been i've been here a few times before i am super excited about going to cma though like that was one of the things that i've been wanting to do for ages because originally last year I was planning on doing uh, coming over for Makers Camp and coming over a week early so I could go up to an event at CMA. In fact, this event that we're going to this time. Um, but the fact that uh, you know I'm able to do it with uh, with Chris and do it all like that is is even better. Um, plus, I'm going to go down to the reason I'm here until the 29th is because on the 22nd is Matt Harris's. Um, uh, studio open day thing um, so I wanted to make sure I was here to do that and be be here for that as well um, so yeah I'm super excited about getting to see that uh, I think we're going to try and go down and see his shop before the event though just because obviously during the event there's going to be a boatload of people there mm-hmm. um, but yeah al- already I've met just some of the most amazing people ever Um and one of whom I'm going to spiff later on, um, but yeah, it's just been it's been really good fun, and like uh, getting to hang out with Matt and Ilya as well, it's been quite nice. Um, 
Those guys I don't are, believe that for a second. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been all right. But it's really nice because we uh, we did a, a live stream yesterday. Maybe the day. I don't know. Days are meaningless here. Like, it's so... Like, I really can't get my head around how relaxed Chris is all the time. And he's just like, yeah, no, we'll just do stuff whenever. And blah, blah, blah. And, um, and every morning we go and get coffee from... Uh, uh, like a, a petrol station, but the petrol stations over here are like supermarkets as well. It's, it's weird, uh, but it's called the Wawa. It's in W A W A, and it makes me laugh every time because like, this is such a ridiculous name for a shop. Um, I still think it's ridiculous that he's told the story plenty of times on his podcast. The fact that he just doesn't make his own coffee for this long, for this yeah. long, yes. Yeah. Al's, Al's over here making coffee table coffee makers. Coffee maker coffee table? I don't know which order you would put that in. <laughs> to avoid any kind of service station coffee, being able to make it in a fun way. Meanwhile, Chris drives literally every morning with his dog <laughs> yeah. to a gas station just to get coffee. Shitty coffee, no yeah. less, probably. I don't know. Is the, I must admit, the Wawa coffee is quite nice. Um so yeah, we go down and, uh, and do, I think it's because he gets breakfast down there as well. Um, although he th- like it's no he milk gets, run, it's no milk run. Yeah, come on, it's it's really not. Uh, and he gives me so much shit because I'll have like a granola bar and a load of fruit, and he's like, "That's not a real breakfast. What the fuck are you doing?" Um, there's but, a time, yeah. there's a time and a place for to be snobby about coffee as well. Like yeah, you know, sometimes you just want a, a polystyrene cup with some Joe in it. Yeah. yeah some filter coffee that's fine but yeah since steve got me into james hoffman <laughs> and we start to get obsessive about channeling and stuff yeah channeling. it gets really bad doesn't uh, it um but uh fuck what was i gonna say i was gonna say something else about it. oh yeah so last night we went to um on the way back from west virginia uh we stopped into a starbucks because we were gonna get coffee on the way back and um and the uh the one in West Virginia closed at like 7.30. Um, so we stopped in to the one in Frederick on the way home. And because uh, <laughs> Amy was getting a, a, an iced white mocha, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll get one of them as well. I haven't had one of them for literally like 20 years. And um, there's a lot of sugar in one of them. <laughs> and it was great because I, I can't like drink things slowly. If there's a drink in front of me, I'm just going to neck it. And um, uh, yeah, uh, Abe and Chris got to experience me being very oh, full dear. of caffeine and sugar. <laughs> and Chris was like, yeah, we're not getting in one of them anymore. Like, you could just stick to your fucking tea. Uh, I've already gone through like half a uh, box of uh, Dorset tea as well, because I forget that when I'm at the workshop, I'm drinking the workshop tea, not my tea. So when like a box of tea bags lasts me most of a month, at home it doesn't do that here and i'm yeah i'm going through it at an alarming rate so we've had to already have a look on amazon and make sure that we can order it for here i had a, had a similar tea tea based um debacle myself steve uh, yeah the uh, the house manager aka receptionist was off uh, last week and we were all just doing shifts taking turns yeah um and she like, hadn't ordered anything and so there was no coffee there was no tea there was no milk blah 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 yeah um and I was like, oh shit, we haven't got any tea bags for the day. It's like the, the, the fucking business can't function without God all no. the British people having tea. Yeah. So I went, I just like ran down to Tesco. I was like, I'll get, I'll just, because my money, I'll just get the little box. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter, I'll get some tea bags. I was like, oh shit, no, we'll get a slightly bigger box. I was like, I'll get a box of 80 tea bags, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, well, no, there's like, 40 people in the building they're going to have more than two cups of tea in a day it's like I mean, we're going to get like a 200 box of tea bags just to get through a fucking day it's like we we can't cope when you're not here <laughs> oh, I love it. well that's like because at, at the workshop we get the the big bags of like yeah. um, industrial catering tea as you yeah. would like an 1100 tea bags and that'll last us maybe like two months hmm. um, and there's only three of us there most of the time <laughs> it's mad but uh, but yeah no it, it like it genuinely it's been so fucking good and eye opening as well. Um, me and Chris have had some good chats about like 
life and businesses and and all of that sort of stuff and like what's next for me um still don't really have a clue what's next for me but it's been it's been really good chatting to him about it and like kind of hearing a bit more kind of behind the scenes about his story and how he got to where he is and and all of that um and yeah it's very much kind of reinforcing the sometimes you just got to fucking take the plunge and hope for the best sort of attitude um because like end of the day what's the the absolute worst that's going to happen is i don't pay my mortgage for a few months and the bank repossess my house like yeah that's shit but it's not going to be the end of the world like i'm not going to be dying or anything i'm just going to have to go live with some friends or something like that so yeah it's um it's been quite nice kind of getting that uh sort of reinforcement of of what i'd already uh come to the conclusion of um yeah. and also just like a bit of a kick up the ass of like just fucking do it you can do this you can do that you can do the other um and, no but it is it is good because like obviously you, you you'd spoken to me about things and, and yeah when you're doing something like that or taking a plunge or making a big decision there's always that little niggling am i yeah. doing the right thing is this stupid but having having uh events or experiences that just strengthen that and make you go yeah fucking, yeah i should have done this a long time ago or, yeah yeah this is definitely the right thing to do exactly. it's reassuring so i'm glad i'm glad that's the way it's going so far anyway yeah yeah and i think there's there's lots of other good things to come um and i mean like i say with with all the events that we're going to i'm sure i'm gonna have some some great kind of little updates and things like that um because we were even talking about like how I can try and make it uh, make it work out here, like trying to do some more with my Patreon and, and stuff like that. Mm. And um, I got tagged in a, a hillbilly voodoo Instagram post. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, which actually, yeah, uh, I don't know if Tim still listens to to this, but Tim, if you're listening, uh, hurry up because I really want to get those designs out soon. Um, but, Funnily enough, uh, he asked me to do it for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's my fault. Okay. Uh, I would say I'd, I'll let you off then, but I still want to give Tim shit for it. Okay. It's Tim. Um, but speaking of uh, designs and stuff like that, Al, didn't you, like last week, weren't you talking about a, a mural that you were doing at work? Yes. Um, sorry, I forgot that we didn't record last week. Uh, so... I don't, I don't know if you guys remember the, the rebrand that we did at, at the studio, where basically we kind of demerged from all the offices, yeah, got away from the massive kind of lumbering beast that the agency had become, and went back to uh, in totally independent, yeah. one, one building agency, 20 people, you know, small, tight team, start doing disruptive stuff again. Um, but I mean, that's why we made the sculpture, you know all these various things to kind of yeah. to kind of refresh our identity and, and start and start anew. But in reception at work, which is the first thing you see when you walk in the door, and everyone sees it, clients, people that work there, whatever. Yeah, there's a fucking a literal timeline of forty years of the old company. Yeah, with the old company branding and all the old company's work and all the old company's employees who don't even work there anymore. That's and it's just brilliant, like this, and it's just this depressing fucking thing that everybody sees as they walk in the door, yeah. and and everybody wanted rid of it, and we all yeah. wanted this change, and we all want to get out of this rut that we were in, and it was like really getting to people, you know, um, and the the sort of the chairman owner didn't want to get rid of it because it was all about him. It was just like an ego piece. It was just yeah. him shaking hands with Prince Philip, him doing, yeah. you know, and it's just like him getting an OBE. Um, and it was nothing to do with us, and it was nothing to do with our work or what we do, or you know, our, our, our passions or anything. Yeah. And so one night after work, I, I just waited till everyone went home, and I just took it all down, um, <laughs> and I packed non-destructively, <laughs> packed it all in a box. There was a whole lovely, um, like bespoke shelving display that they had made for it. It was actually yeah. quite nice. It was all modular, and it had these really cool uh, things that you took things behind. Yeah. Really well designed. Um, and that that all had to come down, and you know it was all this complicated like Allen key system, and it, somebody obviously thought about it, so it'd be like hidden, yeah. you know, it was, yeah, like, yeah. floating. Um, 
so I'm there like panicking as it's getting later and later and I'm trying to work out how to dismantle all this fucking shelves um, and it's massive and 30 feet in the air and yeah. <laughs> 50 feet wide and were you doing this on your own? Doing it on my own, up a step ladder. For fuck's sake. Um, no, I, I didn't actually. I had, I had, I had help. Um, and yeah, basically took it all down and then then walls full of fucking holes because somebody's drilled this up with a shotgun. Yeah. So, you know, quick setting uh, plaster, yeah. filling up all these holes and then it's like, oh fuck, the wall is disgusting. And basically this thing had been there for so long that the wall behind it had been stained. Yeah. And I think it's like copier toner, airborne copier toner. Oh, had, had nice. stained the wall black. Is the my only thing I can think it yeah. is. Is it not just pol- mold? Unless no, because it was like the the bits that weren't covered. Oh. <laughs> so the bit so everything I took away was perfectly yeah. pristine white. So it was like this weird <laughs> reverse shadow. Um okay. oh, very small the, nuclear explosion happened. it was yeah. it was like it was like the kind of ghosts that's left behind after a nuclear explosion um but they had like vinyls on the wall and everything so where the vinyl yeah. came off that was all white behind yeah, it course, yeah, yeah. um and so I've, i'm getting like the industrial cleaners out with the all the uh, solutions and stuff from the cleaning cupboard and try to yeah. scrub this wall late at night it's like it's not coming off um but anyway basically got a um an artist from bristol to yes. drive up the following morning I'd taped up the whole of reception so no one could come in and I'd put like screens up so no one could look yeah. through the doors and everything and basically just lock this guy in reception for the day. <laughs> and he just um, because he only had the day to do it, he couldn't mm. paint it uh, as he norm- normally would and he had to use yeah. spray cans. So he basically yeah, yeah. rattle canned the whole wall. That's awesome. So the whole building's stinking of spray paint. Yeah, and, like, yeah. he's, he's having to have a breather every sort of 20 minutes because he can't breathe and like it, it was properly funny like getting it yeah. done and in a panic. Um, but basically, the whole thing has been torn down, and that was just a, a a mural of just expression and fun and vibrancy and randomness and you know irreverence. And it's Did just you... a breath. And everyone's come in and gone. This is so much nicer to walk into. That's and I've that's... and I've I, I went to IKEA and I just spent like hundred quid on plants and there's just plants mm-hmm. all over the place. And Brilliant. It's just like now I want to be in this building and, and I yeah. want to be in this room and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing, like the difference that can make, like having a, a nice space to go into. Yeah. It like absolutely changes the the mindset. Yeah. Um, but now not... even now even the sculpture serves a purpose because it's no yeah. longer a, a, a branded space for something else, and there's a yeah, weird yeah. sculpture in the corner. And now the sculpture's there, and yeah. I've I've lit it with like Philips Hue bulbs with the same colours from the from the nice. mural, yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, now I get it. Now it's now yeah. it makes sense. Um, did you by any chance do any kind of filming for it? Did you like yes, do a time? It's all filmed, it? yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't be there because I was at work. Yeah. But I was yeah. every sort of five minutes, I pop down, annoy him, film some bits, <laughs> get up close, set a time lapse up, run back upstairs. Yeah. So I've managed to capture pretty much the whole thing. So That's I'm, I'm going to edit it down into a nice video. Awesome! I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But yeah, like I, I genuinely do think that like that um, your surroundings and your space make have a huge impact on. Uh, just on your mental state, like being here, um, the thing that I, the the main thing I think I'm going to take away from uh, my time in the States is I need to, I can't really do it at my place, so I need to sell my house, buy another house, and build a porch. (laughs) Because, holy fuck, like, it's it's so nice being able to just sit outside and like... Why don't we have porches? I know, right? Like, why don't we? Like it, because you can just sit out when it's raining and not worry about it, and just nip back inside. You don't have to like run from the fucking gazebo to the house or. Run and I love being outside when it's raining, but under yeah. shelter, it's a yeah. great, a great feeling. Yeah, bring so, back porches. Yeah, that's the kind of theme of this show. Bring back your porches. Um, Porch talk. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, do, I do think it has a huge impact because, like, I think uh, I'm not spoken a huge amount about uh why i left um the workshop just that uh, the forge just like it, it was time to move on but a big part of it was the fact that i was spending five days a week in essentially like an osb box um because we built the pan room um as a space to do that work but it was it was like a fucking eight foot by ten foot room that was just osb walls nothing to look out on 
especially in the winter like because we we did have a little window in it that at least looked out onto like the <laughs> corridor we gave you um, a window yeah <laughs> this big and oh, look at that. but in the winter because that didn't have any glass in it to try and keep the heating because it was so fucking cold we just had like other bits of osb in front of it and it was fucking depressing just being in that little room with no no natural light nothing to look at just doing repetitive shit over and over again and it it really really took a toll on you um and i think that's going to be one of the struggles with the new space is the fact that um it's a really really cool building but the actual working area there's no windows there's no natural light it's it's quite um it's, it's quite a clinical kind of feeling mm. um and before we left uh, when we were building the the new spaces and that uh jimmy and i were saying like it'd be really fucking good to do like a big mural in there um and al seemed really keen to do it so hopefully um they'll be able to do that but i think it's one of those where it kind of needed doing before uh all the equipment goes in but i don't know maybe, maybe no so, so well give mr give mr penfold the ring uh, because what he did was he just embraced the shitty yeah. situation. He wasn't like, I need a clean canvas, <laughs> purely virginal. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm just going to paint over those dirty bits of paint Brilliant. and let it shine through. And it's yeah. just like, yes, that's the spirit. And yeah. he's like, I'll just go around the radiator. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so, you know, it'll probably, it's probably for the better if you're not trying yeah, yeah. to. You'll have to send me the details because I'll pass them on to the guys because yeah, I no, cool. genuinely think they would like to do that. This is just a reminder um, of how different this week feels working over at Ryan's because I hadn't actually been over there in, I don't know, six months. I hadn't gone over to work on anything. And I know I've uh, talked about it a few times, but you know, Ryan has the power hammer over at his place. It was meant to be there for larger scale work. And I was having so many issues just with the space and the lack of tooling over at my little workshop that I took everything. <laughs> it just took a huge truckload of shit to go uh over ryan's and set up over there and it's been super fun just having somebody else around and ryan's yeah. got a cool shop right like it's always in disarray because he's got a thousand different things going on he's he's a super yeah. busy guy between working day gigs and and doing construction work and then he comes home and he makes knives and then he makes hammers and then he does all these other things he's just and the workshop uh, I will go over and clean every now and then or kind of like reorganize stuff just to help him out because I am using his shop space, right? Yeah. But it's been so much more enjoyable just having another person around. It's like yeah. he's helping me work on the project too, right? So we're we're both working on this same project and the social aspect of it is really nice. He's got beautiful views out the front door of the workshop. He has two dogs that are just big dumb idiots and they're sweet as pie. And the weather cooling off and everything. So this this idea of like the ideal the ideal work situation for me is like not necessarily having somebody or some people around all the time, but what I need yeah. is a mix of nice landscape, yeah. nice views that I can actively see very quickly, and then maybe another person around or another person or two around every now and then just while I'm yeah. So I don't get totally like socially annexed, you know, out here where I am. And it's, it's like completely changed the vibe. I feel more motivated to go over there, even though it's, yeah. it takes me an hour and 15 just to get over to Ryan's place. Like that's a huge drag. I don't want to have to do that. I wish I could walk out to my workshop th three seconds to get out over there and work on it, but it's kind of worth the drive for me. It does kind of feel yeah. like you're doing your commute to the office again, yeah. you know, but it's more worth it now. I, I was going to say, like, I genuinely, I think one of the things that I have realized about myself is I would much rather have a commute to a workshop than have it in my backyard because that separation of work mode and home mode is really important. And I think having that little bit of a drive and it puts you into that work mood. Um, yeah, but that's got to be the same as you and going to the gym, right? Or that's, yeah. That was always the feeling when going to the gym for me in the past. It yeah. was like, it's work time now because you're making yeah, yeah. active effort. Yeah, exactly. And you, you're you're transferring from like, I'm home, I'm safe, I'm chilling out or whatever to... I'm, and that's why like I re always really struggled with um, uh, working from home just because I could never quite get my head in the right space. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and I think like 
again, like having someone else there, it doesn't necessarily need to be that you're in the same room all the time, but just being in a communal space where when you need a a break from your own head or from um, from whatever, and you just need that little bit of extra input, it's really nice having someone there. Even if it's just like, you know, at lunchtime, you, you all stop and you all eat in the kitchen together, but you've all got your own rooms or whatever. Like I think having that, um, like that little uh, gang of people there is um, is really good and it's it's really productive. Yeah, I mean that that's also one of the reasons why I did this um, mural at work is because we would try to ask people to come in more. Yeah, because everyone's been working remotely for two yeah. years, and then it's like right, we need to start getting back into the studio. And the guys were just like, no, yeah. like, why bother? Like I, yeah. I can't be bothered. Um, I'm not getting as much work done when I'm in the studio. It costs me money. I can't look after my dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's depressing and it, it's like the old company and I don't want to be there. So it's just like, how can we make this, the space inviting? How can we make, yeah. you know, that community, like you say, that 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 camaraderie, yeah. get it back? Because you can't get it through a team's meeting. No. You, can't, you know, you, you can't get it through, um, especially when you're trying to, to create, you know, yeah. A long term, like a long day workshop or something, just yeah. on Zoom is just depressing. Oh, it's fucking awful. Um, so that's why I wanted to do that because I wanted people to want to be in the building. Yeah. Um, but then also tomorrow we're we're taking the guys all out the out of the space, uh, and we're going to a place called Salt's Mill in Saltaire, which is a, a beautiful old sort of town in in Yorkshire where there was yeah. a huge industrial mill and all the kind of things that go along with it. Um, and we're just spending a day there, you know. We're still we're, we're doing the normal day to day work, yeah. And we're yeah. going to have a little sort of workshop thing. But the yeah. fact that we're all together and we're in an inspiring space, yeah, is hopefully going to get a bit more energy back in the team. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a that's a really good uh, kind of way to wrap it up. Is is the fact that it is it's about having an inspiring space, and whether that's you know chucking a load of um, of stickers of friends like up on the wall, or whether it's putting pictures and posters up on the wall or whether it's you know it might just be a, having a load of old tools on the wall that may you know, inspire you or whatever but i think um like making the the space that you're in or or traveling to a space that is inspiring um is really important because i think if you're just stuck in that same kind of dreary office or workshop or cellar or whatever all the time it, it does it it grates on you um but yeah, chucking like literally just chucking a bit of paint around can make all the difference. Like we, um, when we first moved into the or first built out the the teaching workshop at the old workshop, um, just painting it white made a massive difference. It, all of a sudden, it was a lighter space. It was nicer. It was um, you, you wanted to be in that space. Um, so it doesn't have to be painting a massive mural. It can be just anything. Just make that space a bit more spiffy. Al, have you got an order? Yes, as rightly pointed out by Dr. Malty, it's SBA. Ooh, uh, which is the single best answer. Um, and it also means that I'm going first. So one of the people that I've met in my time being here, um, you may, if you already follow Chris, you may have already seen him. Um, it's a guy called Tetsu, who is the body Bul- hammer, Bulgarian, I think. Um, but I'm just gonna put the thing in the group chat because uh, so that's a link to Tetsu's uh, Instagram. So I'd seen him on like a couple of Chris's uh, posts, hadn't really paid much attention to him. Then saw a piece of or a, a sketch that uh, Tetsu had done um, of a a vice that's also a hand and it's fucking incredible um and like he's just an amazing artist um really 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 fucking sound guy like super lovely um has a really um interesting way of looking at it. like it's super talented but incredibly humble um he is building his dream workshop up in the woods in uh in frederick at the moment or no in montgomery county near here 
Um, and we went around and had a look at it. And there's like this really nice house that's full of like beautiful artwork. And then you go out to this um, this workshop that he's building um, with his wife that, honest to God, like I want to live in that workshop. It's just, it's really nicely built and it's beautiful. Um, yeah, that's like, he's, he's super, super fucking talented. Um, and if you have a look at the, uh, his Instagram, you can see like the sketches on it are just like fucking gorgeous. Um, his, um, his handiwork as well, like his actual forgings and, um, his wood carving and everything is just, it's all spot on and like super inspiring. It's, it's a little bit intimidating when you look at it and you go, holy fuck, dude, like you're fucking incredible. I'm rubbish. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's Tetsuo. He is fucking spiffing and everyone should go and give him some love and tell him that I sent you because the guy has nowhere near the amount of recognition that he deserves. Um, so yeah, that's that's Tetsuo. Uh, Brett, you are best. Next. I'll take either one. That's very nice of you, Steve. So I'm going to, I'll call it a respiff, even though I did this on the other podcast. But I think more people should know about what's going on. If you're not aware of the Welcome to Wrexham documentary (laughs) show, (laughs) Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney, whatever his name is from Always Sunny, they purchased a team. It was a very low tier uh, Welsh football team and then uh it's there's a documentary on hulu documentary show but i love the story that they're trying to tell i i genuinely think as much as they're doing like little plug-in moments of recording uh ryan and rob clearly just to keep the story moving along or to be able to edit it better for the most part it's all these it's real fans it's the real town it's the real story of this uh team that has a ton of history right but it's just been yeah kind of taken through the ringer over the last 15 years so the i feel like my favorite part about it is that it's relatively real time like the team exists right now we're only a few yeah. months ahead of where the show is and they're developing these storylines with some of the people in the town and you know some of the players and everything and it's really interesting to watch it's almost like <clears throat> I don't even know how you would refer to it, like live documentary, semi-live documentary. Um, and it's really, it's really been interesting to watch. And as somebody who, like, I used to watch English football when I lived near pubs that played the games. Just, just football. What? He does just, call it English football because yeah, it's, it's actually football. Well, for the it's Americans, for the Americans, I am English hand egg. English, English uh, leg sack. Right. So when I used to live closer to places that played said games, I was watching a lot more. And this has not only gotten me back into just, I don't know, watching a game every sports. now and then. Team sports. Yeah. yeah. Watching a game every now and then. It feels like you're more invested. If you like the TV show, you will absolutely kind of fall in love with this team and get invested in them. Yeah. It's very easy to listen to the live shows. You just go to Wrexham's website. They play like Tuesdays and Saturdays. Find the games. You can listen to the radio show. They're clearly very enthusiastic. And based on our friend Alex uh, being the one that got me into it, just as a quick description, on the live shows, they know that they're getting American or non-soccer fan people tuning in. So the announcers themselves are like clarifying terminology, explaining the history of things. Like They're actually using it as a platform to go, yes, we're going to report on the game, but for those of you that have never heard of this before, we'll tell you. So it it seems like it's all getting wrapped together, and this story, this initial story that they were telling is blooming and, and kind of blossoming outward and more people getting involved, more attention from people, and I think the story is what's driving it. So... Fun show, fun concept, but I think there, I think something might work out of all of this, where we may not see the multi-billionaire or oil moguls owning all the football teams in the future. Yeah. There might be a bit of a shift. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's super fun. <laughs> awesome. Uh, cool. Al, 
what is your answer? Um, I did have a segue, but I forgot it. Yeah. Um, it's a podcast. Yes, uh, yes, this is a podcast. We're it recording is a podcast. It no, this is a real podcast. <laughs> um, and it's called The Wind of Change. Ooh. And it is, it is about the song by the Scorpions. <laughs> um, and I love the Scorpions. And for people that don't know the Scorpions, they're the biggest band to ever come out of Germany. Um, and everyone knows The Wind of Change, but most of their stuff was actually metal. Yeah. The Wind of Change was just this weird ballad that they wrote. Um, and it's completely sort of out of key with everything else that they do. It's all yeah. rock. Um, it's kind of rock metal. Um, and I always wondered why this song stood out and why it was so different. And this podcast explains why. And if you like a conspiracy theory Ooh. and you like things being dragged out and making you to listen to the next episode... I suggest you listen to The Wind of Change. It's very, very interesting. How... As to why this song was written, who wrote it, and how, for what purpose. How many sort of episodes is it? Is it like an ongoing thing, or is it just like... I think a... it's an ongoing thing. Ooh. I think they're on like episode 14 in the minute. <laughs> so to write 14 well, the, episodes of one podcast, song. But it's like produced by Jean Favreau. It's got loads of interesting things put into it, and loads yeah, of yeah. like interesting clips from behind the scenes, and we've got British Pathé, and like yeah. it's... It's good. Nice. It sounds fucking great. Um, uh, cool, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm ever going to get around to listening to it. But all you I... need to do is either. Well, this is the opening line in the in the podcast. Wikipedia, as in verb, as in to Google. Yeah. So Wikipedia. Yeah. Wind of change by the Scorpions. Okay. Uh, I'll see why. I'll do that in a bit. Uh, right. Is there any other business? Yes. Go. So, for the gamers amongst us, mm-hmm. uh, today was uh, the Nintendo Direct event, and tomorrow ah, yeah. is the PlayStation State of the Union, or whatever it's called, State of yeah. Play. Yeah. Um, and there's just a few little interesting things, like the new Zelda game, which is coming out. It has a name. It has a name now. Yeah, it has a name. Ooh. has a release date. Um. GoldenEye is finally coming to the Switch. The proper original GoldenEye, not fucked around yes! about with. With online multiplayer. Really? Um, yeah. And yeah, just, just keep your eyes out. There might be some interesting gaming is coming. Probably things like God of War and things like tomorrow. So if you're into that kind of thing. Awesome. Cool. Uh, I think that's everything then. So, yeah, because I haven't got any A or B. Brett, have you got any? No. no. Cool. In which case, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Ah, oh. it's Shack! Oh, what? <laughs> that was good. Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, uh, then we are FWT Podcast or Fools with Tools in all of the places. Um... So yeah, that's it. So until next time, I'm going to go because Stella's now super excited. Uh, so until next time, we, we love you. On. Get Stella on. No, she's she's too excited at the moment. And she'll try and eat the microphone. Uh, so yeah, until next time, we love you. 